Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. A team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes... Chaos. We're, we're time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Guru. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. Welcome back from the Thanksgiving holiday. You are listening to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. Hell, hell, the gang's all here. How you guys doing? I still got turkey leftovers. What about y'all? We've still got some dark turkey left, uh, some sweet potato casserole, and some mashed potatoes. But I uh, we we were invited over to somebody's house for Thanksgiving, so so there's no leftovers in uh, in the Toll's house. So <laughs> besides having Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving, I went four days in a row at work eating turkey leftovers. Um, <clears throat> oh man, I'm pretty much done. I came home. <laughs> I told I told my wife one night coming home. I'm like, I'm stopping somewhere picking up dinner. She goes, What are you thinking about? I said, Chinese. Instead, I, I can understand that. Instead, I went to a place called PDQ and picked up chicken. (laughs) (laughs) No, the moment you said Chinese, though, my head started playing the end of a Christmas story. Yes! (laughs) After the bumpus hounds have destroyed the the, the Thanksgiving turkey. turkey. And they wind up eating at a Chinese restaurant. You know, I, I actually ate at that Chinese restaurant. It was, it, it was, it remained open up until I don't know, maybe five, seven years ago. Yeah. And they actually had okay, so they had the duck. You remember the duck at the end, and the mom yeah. talked about how it was, they actually they the the duck on there they listed as was a Chinese turkey. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's smiling at me. Yeah, <laughs> and then he boom, and then she's like, she's hysterically laughing at the end. Yeah, yeah. So. I gotta give, I got, I gotta give that old guy credit though. It's kind of like, oh, there's a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Boom, <laughs> easily <laughs> fixed. <laughs> Uh, yeah. God, I almost went into vanilla ice there for a second. You know, if I was a problem, waiting, yo, man, I'll I solve it. Waiting. Check out the beat while the DJ revolves it. <laughs> ice, ice, babe. 
Hi. Vanilla. <laughs> well, um, you know, all of a sudden, I think we should actually start up a, a Marvel podcast. You know, that would be nice if we talked Marvel stuff, wouldn't it? I, I think it'd be fun. You mean like going to MightyMarvelGeeks.net to, to catch the episodes? Or yeah, wherever you that would work. Or wherever you listen to shows? Yeah. If you're, if it'd you're, be um, great. It would be great if you could buy stuff with the Mighty Marvel Geeks logo on it. Well, you can if you go to our website, click on the, the store link, just the one that's got the pictures rotating. Or if you have an ad blocker on, go to the store in the... Wait, is the store set in the menu? I don't remember. Crap, if it's not... You're the one that designed it. I know I designed it. And crap, no, it's not there. I will get it there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, check it out. Hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, hats, winter knit hats, uh, t-shirts. It's... A lot of cool stuff. Uh, check it out. Uh, s- support the show. Check out our affiliates like Loot Crate, where, hey, the next Marvel box is all S.H.I.E.L.D. related. Hint, hint, hint. That's us, folks. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That'd be us, folks. Will there be a helibus in it? I don't do you know. Think? I don't know. We need to find... <laughs> I swear, if there's a hell of us, we need to find someone at Marvel to somehow make that into a book so it could become part of Marvel canon. Well, well you know, I, maybe we're kind of part of Marvel. Well, maybe the technically the bus is kind of part of Marvel canon already. I'm still holding on to the fact that the team was in a microbus in uh, episode. Was that episode five? Uh, season five? Yeah, season five. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I say yeah, but let's get it into a comic. So we're part of the 616 as well. Oh, see, yeah. there you go. Oh, yeah. A background image on a computer screen. We we know enough people. And I'm, I'm going to say now it's officially on the menu bar. Click store. It'll take you to our shop. Yay. <laughs> So, uh, but hey, that was easier than when I did it. But our specialty T-shirts will be still over on T Public, where you get like the mugs, notebooks, cases, phone cases, laptop cases, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's on T Public with us. Uh, no, I think for the end of the year, I may bring back the, uh, the Mighty Marvel Geeks at Celebration logo with T-shirt. Well, there you go. There you go. So, okay. Um, but yeah, let's get into the stories because uh, I think we've got. Breaking Some news. Late yeah. breaking news, as in as right we as we were rec- beginning to, to recording record. tonight. Yes. We, yeah. we are um, recording on Thursday evening, uh the November the 29th. So yes. yeah, we, yes. we still have not yet digested all of this. No, and uh it's it's something that we kinda sort of were expecting, and uh it I, it kind of leads us to believe that we know what the future is for I think this is other Marvel problems. I, I want to say this is something we kind of called we did a month we ago. We did call this. We called this. So yeah, um Season three is the last season that uh, we're going to see on Netflix uh, for Daredevil. Um, and this is this comes out uh, about a month after season three came out. And this I, I don't believe that this decision was made because of ratings. Um, critics liked it. And I felt like the season was well received. Many people called have have, uh, have uh, called season three by far the best season of the entire series. And the entire series to me has been strong overall. But um yeah, so it came out came out today, well, on the evening of November the 29th. 
<clears throat> Sorry. Again, right <clears throat> as we're recording. This news has got Kylan that choked up. I'm telling it, you. Yeah. I mean, like, we were, I think we we had to actually add this story as we were looking yeah, at stories we, and going through. We had we, to add this. We were in pre-show prep. Yeah. As, yeah. As this as this dropped. So yeah, literally literally somebody came in behind one of us and shouted it out. So it, I mean, it was pretty much like network news. It really yeah. Like, I, I am so tempted just to say, you know, I want to drop this episode before it appears on Sorcerer Radio just because of the breaking news. Oh. I know. Uh, well, why not? If, if if I do, I'm gonna tell Wayne, sorry, the news was just breaking enough. This is one time, Wayne. I apologize. This is out before Sorcerer Radio. Yeah, I mean, this was. Uh, I mean, okay. So was it? Uh, it was uh, September. You know, it comes out like within you no know, a week of each other. Luke Cage and Iron Fist are both canceled. Uh, and uh, Luke Cage got canceled as they were preparing for season three. So it's no. So obviously that was a surprise. And so I think people kind of had a feeling they saw what was in the air they saw writing on the wall uh there were online petitions um saying you know netflix hold on to daredevil for season four uh okay you know what i put you like this uh this is the this is what was sent uh with the um this is what's what was sent with um the announcement to uh that the season was that the show was being canceled let me see i'm trying to see if i can well well, as you're looking that up i'm just gonna go ahead and say this now before the end of the year we're gonna get the cancellation of punisher and jessica jones oh i you think before the end of the year i would not be surprised we've got i would not be the least what five weeks left right right that's all we got left is five weeks and they're they're currently like okay they completed season two of punisher and they're in the middle of filming is this season three for jessica jones or season four season three season three three i think yeah yeah and it's it's supposed to come out soon right uh yeah yeah that's gonna be is that um february something like that and and Punisher's due yeah. out. Season yeah. Two. They will probably, I don't see them like cutting production. No. no. I think but what comes out will be the last. Yeah. Yes. And of course, we've got literally four weeks, three days left of the year. Yeah. I think we're going to get the announcement that the these the seasons about to drop on Netflix are going to be it for Jessica yeah. and for Punisher. And pretty much anything Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, because I... Now, I was the one who, when Daredevil was first announced, I said this was a stroke of genius, and whoever came up with the idea of Marvel partnering up with Netflix needs to get more money in their salary. Uh-huh. I think it may have worked a little bit too well. Yeah. Because it, it, I'm I'm calling this now. When Disney launches its streaming service, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, all them. I'm not saying they'll come up with new seasons on the Disney streaming. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see a ton of Marvel. Uh, I was about to use the word Netflix shows. But the, I mean, there'll be Netflix shows, but they won't be on Netflix. Maybe like streaming uh they will be streaming episodes. Yeah, they will be yeah. streaming do th- series. Do you think that they're going to be on Hulu? Because the thing no. is, 
You th- really? You think uh, so? You think they'll tone down, tone it down a little bit, no. just enough so it could be? Oh, you don't think so? No. I mean, there, okay. there, there's going to be so much of the other content out there, right? You're going to have Disney fans, such yeah. as our listeners over on right. Sorcerer Radio, who, when the kids go to sleep, they're going to want something for themselves, yeah. right? I mean, that's part of the reason why Freeform's around, right? That's going to be part of the reason why the Fox Network, Fox Cable, the FX networks are going to be around still. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think you're going to have something. You're, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say adult entertainment, but I'm not meaning... Bow chicka bow wow. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> primetime adult entertainment. Yeah. They love something a little more yeah. mature, obviously. Yeah, something I mean, with it, no singing warthogs or fairy tale princesses. I mean, it's already there on ABC as yeah. it is. Right, right. So, but I think you're going to get Jessica, Luke, and Danny all together in one show, and hello. Oh, welcome, Heroes for Hire. That's my prediction. Oh, you know, you know that's what? not a bad prediction to make. So does that mean that we're going to get Misty and uh, Colleen? Colleen and uh, Daughters of the Dragon? Why not? Okay. And you know what? I, I, I like it. I like it. I like, I like where you're going with this. Let, let's, throw an, but, let's throw another spinoff in there. Patsy Walker, Hellcat. Oh, oh that's a thought. Yeah, they were laying that out. You know, and I think we're going to see, come, come this third season, we're going to see her season up finally i bet you anything we're gonna see that but yeah i mean this is this is not something that should have come as any kind of surprise to anybody no because when you're disney and you are launching your own streaming service are you gonna put effort into putting stuff into other streaming services no no that is not good business sense i don't care how many online petitions people waste on change.org i don't care if what kind of public comments they make or they beg and plead and and do kickstarters to rent billboards along the highway in California it's not going to do any good it's not no i mean you have to understand this is a business decision no. And, you know, it, I mean, you kind of kind of got an inkling like you remember we were talking about this when uh, Marvel Cinematic. Well, was it Marvel Cinematic that made the decision that no new content would be all new content would be only on Disney owned yeah. uh, networks and properties? Yeah. So then, you know, we're like, well, what does that mean for the for the Netflix shows? I'd say, no, well, the Netflix shows are going to stay in that technically they're keeping their word um but yeah Tom Hodges, he's a Lucasfilm freelance artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he's got his own stuff. Um, he's put out on Facebook, Dear everyone, quote unquote, freaking out, relax. It's going to Disney streaming service and will be under the Feige Marvel Studios control. There you go. Uh, hello, Tom. Thank you for backing us up, especially if you've been listening to us. We've been saying the exact same thing. Now he continues on. The Russos revealed last night at the Arclight Infinity War screening Q&A. So he's talking Wednesday the 28th that they attempted to work the Netflix heroes into the film, but it would have been too much, but that it wasn't out of the question anymore. And we are going to cover that story later. Yes. So some of the comments, um, I've got the feeling, Tom, between this, the Spidey deal and the Fox merger stuff, MCU's next big deal, Secret Wars. This is where I disagree because over Thanksgiving, Agent M himself. Mighty Marvel Geeks guest 
as well. Ryan Panagos was on a flight somewhere. He said, ah, a little reading, made reference to he was doing some new uh, reacquaintance of a story, and it uh-huh. was Secret Invasion. And we call that. Secret Invasion would make more sense right now than Secret Wars. Because you, you got the scrolls coming, right? Yep. We Did we call this? Didn't we call this, like... Like when the Captain Marvel trailer came out, didn't we yeah. call this? Yeah. Hey. Oh, okay. I did and, find and, the. And, um... and hasn't that phrasing been used in the Marvel series that this feels like a secret invasion or something like that? Yeah. In yeah. one Marvel film, and we've been told yeah. Avengers Four is going to have a name that's been said in the MCU franchise. Oh my gosh! I'm just putting the pieces that's... together, dude. I right, do. Do we want to call it right now? I, I I say let's call it. Look, number one, we were right about when the fa- we were right about the Fantastic Four. We were only off by six months but we were still right about it right hey I'll, let's call it man all i'm gonna say is mike drop here it goes now oh crap wrong spot that that's not the that's not where it's supposed to go thankfully it was the dummy mic okay good that mic wasn't plugged in was it no good <laughs> if if it was if it was plugged in it might start sounding like this but it doesn't <laughs> so we're fine okay. so yeah oh, I, I, did, if, I, I did find the uh the the quote or at least what marvel uh or at least what net i don't know if the, i think this was probably netflix what netflix uh released along with the news about um the canceling about them canceling Daredevil. Uh, so it says Marvel's Daredevil will not return for a fourth season on Netflix. Uh, we are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season, and although it's painful for the fans, we feel it's best to close this chapter on a high note. Uh, we're thankful to our partners at Marvel, showrunner Eric Olison, the show's writers, stellar crew, and incredible cast, including Charlie Cox as Daredevil himself and we're grateful to the fans who have supported the show over the years so yeah Okay. I I so, I don't think there's going to be an issue, guys. No, 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 no. But while Daredevil has been canceled, there is one show that seems to keep defying defying concerns and keeps getting renewed. That, of course, being Marvel's Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, wait, say, okay. Show that went from a full run for three years. Mm-hmm now has gone to not starting until after the holiday break and running straight to now being a summer show is being picked up for another season. Yes, for season seven by ABC. Guys, I'm just going to ask you flat up, how many of us saw this? We called it. No, we did not call season seven. Well, we got we, season we six. Season we, got se- we got season six. And of course, that's going to now be a 10-week summer series, but, which, you know, I hope, which I hope they break down into two five-issue, five-episode pods. But now we're getting another season? And yes. I see think i have i have a theory about it i uh, i've been thinking about this ever since the news came out i'm wondering if they're they want to have the show there to help support the uh the new all-female marvel series that's going to be on abc that is possible wait 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 because i'm reading I- i'm reading from an article from deadline hollywood 
says, well, here's another reason, says the timing of the early renewal is likely tied to the cast option coming up. Along with picking up the actor's options, ordering season seven ahead of time would allow for the two shorter seasons to be filmed back to back, which helps to reduce cost. Now, this uh, seventh season is believed to consist of 13 episodes, pretty much on par with season six. Um, when Shields moved to summer was announced in May, ABC Entertainment President Channing Dungey made it clear that season six was not envisioned as a final one. Quote, I feel the season we just had was creatively the strongest yet, she said back then. Uh, we don't plan it as, as a final season. The show has a loyal, passionate base. It does incredibly well in delayed viewing. Okay, I'm just going to try to unpack those statements right there. It's like they say we don't plan it as a final season. That is typical producer speak for, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the, we we figure it probably will, but we hope it's not. Right. And that's what kind of made me feel that Six was the swan song. Well, I think that's why we all felt Six was the swan song. It's been yeah. moved to the summer. It's its final life support. We're pulling the plug after this is over, and we're yeah. truly wrapping it up. Mm -hmm. But what she says about it does incredibly well in delayed viewing. That's something we have said since pretty much the first season. I did. I that honestly, you cannot. Go ahead. If you remember, I put the nail in the coffin uh, for the show after. Um, Avengers came out. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. yeah, yeah, after Avengers came out. So, so if we're going to say, if we're going to take credit for Colin's stuff that does come to pass, I think we need to just own up and say, hey, we were wrong on on S.H.I.E.L.D. being done with uh, in previous previous seasons. And I'm okay with being wrong on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with being wrong on yeah. this. But the thing about the uh, the the ratings, they they tried to basically give up. You'll know, kill it softly, break the news to us gently about it's like, well, you know, ratings aren't that good. We we'll move it to this time slot because the ratings aren't that good, or we're going to do a shorter season because the ratings aren't that good. But what have we kept saying? This is not a show that you watch right at the time. This is one that you will go back to yes. a day or yeah. two later, yeah. mm -hmm. or you'll come back later and like binge watch. Yep. Yes. This is essentially a Netflix show that is on broadcast networks. Exactly. I, I mean, if that's, can you tell me that, that that's wrong? No, but no, I'm, I, I want I want to know where was I where I missed this all female Marvel show being talked about because apparently uh, I was here but I don't remember it. We haven't talked. Uh, it was popping up in the news. Was it right around Comic Con? Like uh, San, I mean New York Comic Con, not San Diego. Maybe Did there were a couple other things going on at the time. So I think that I think because I think that story may managed to get mired. But yeah. Okay. Now, you talk about missing uh, missing news about something. How about this? According to this article, uh, ABC's press release of the renewal news is missing one name in particular, and that is Clark Gregg. Yeah. If you remember, uh, he was last seen at the end of season five, yeah. retiring to spend his remaining days in Tahiti. Yeah. We hope the real one. <laughs> it looked like the real one. Yeah. We, we presume it's the real one. We, with the final line being, you know, Tahiti is a magical place. There you go. Well, he, yeah, I believe he's going, he's coming back to direct an episode, to direct an episode, but uh, at least as far as the TV show goes, he, he's, Agent Coulson is. I, unless he, come, I can't see. Unless they bring him back as a LMD. No, I see him coming back out of retirement. If he's still alive. 
Yeah, because you remember he was he's dying. dying. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's been May, dead before, you know. That's true. It's true. And you know, Marvel, you know, the comic rule I would say is unless you see a body, but even when you do see a body. Yeah, but you know, Marvel, death is not the, uh, it, it is not the career stopper it used to be. No, unless you're Uncle Ben. So far, they have not messed with Uncle Ben. It's funny how Uncle Ben is like the exception that proves the rule. I don't know. I think I've seen Uncle Ben return in a Spider-Man book on those shelves on a grocery store. Uh, 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 that, that's that's a different Uncle Ben. I'm pretty oh. sure that's not. Yeah, no, think, no, no. no. I, I, yeah, I'm with Colin. Pretty sure that's not the same one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, it. this is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. I mean, did they kind of write him out for a while so he could do some other stuff? It's possible. Just never know. I mean, uh, I I was I'm like you. There's this part of me that hopes that you know out of the shadows. You know, he's like you know me. I I, I you know like me and Fury. I we I can't yeah. stay out of the game. Yeah, you know, that I want to believe that, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you someone who's not in the game anymore. Gloria Katz. Mm. Screenwriter Gloria Katz, who wrote American Graffiti and provided uncredited work on Star on the Star Wars script, has passed away today at the age of seventy six after a fight with ovarian cancer. You know what? I agree. I'm gonna paraphrase Stephen Amell, aka Green Arrow from that other company's TV uh-huh. show. Um F cancer, or as another way we'll say it, cancer sucks. Yes. Um, I know, Kylan, your family's been recently fighting it. Uh, I've had it in my family recently uh, in yeah. a couple different areas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Katz also wrote Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom based on a story conceived by George Lucas. Uh, other credits of hers is Lucky Lady, Messiah of Evil, French Postcards, Best Defense. Best Defense. That was a great movie. <laughs> but That was wh- uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, right? I think think so yeah eddie murphy and dan Aykroyd. yes yes but why are we talking about her here she also wrote howard the duck there you go wah, 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 wah. howard the duck see now i can get away with doing it that way this <laughs> that's such a great guitar lick to make it sound like a duck quacking yeah wah, 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 wah. um now uh um, the story comes from comicbook.com uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, okay, comic book fans are currently enjoying a renaissance as Hollywood looks towards all corners of the comic book world for ideas. Though Katz previously delivered a Marvel adaptation with her script for 1986's Howard the Duck, great movie of the modern era, first Marvel film in the theaters, um, which. <laughs> Oh which beats, oh, you know, but I've had people say, "Well, no, the the first two episodes of the Spider-Man TV series appeared in the theaters, not in this country though, Puerto Rico, no. and a few other places, but not in this country. So technically, not a official Marvel film, or at least in my eyes. Um, now, while many audiences might might look to Blade or X Men as the first Marvel film adaptations, Howard has beat them by more than a decade. The film may not have earned the same success." as other superhero films, but it did become a cult classic. And I will agree because when I bought it, I had the DVD, I had the Blu-ray, and I bought them both on the same night. Oh my gosh. $5 bin for the DVD, $7 bin for the Blu-ray at Walmart. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, 
my gosh. Loved the movie so much, I threatened to disown my daughter when she told me George Lucas had better success with Star Wars than she did with Howard the Duck. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to me. <sighs> oh, my. At least I got her to watch it on Father's Day for me. Because <laughs> she wants to Zoe... Zoe, you're a soldier. <laughs> so I asked her if she would watch it again. She said there was no chance. Oh, I see. That's where you started pushing the luck. No, that's when I put it on her iPad with different cover art and a different title name. Oh, that's dirty. You, dude. <laughs> dude, you didn't. That's, Not yet. That's like sounds like something somebody. I would do. Yes. See, you duck rolled her. <laughs> yes. She duck, he duck rolled. There you go. Zoe got duck rolled. Well, she and her friends on the night of her birthday party did try to uh, surprise attack me with silly string Mm -hmm. and I threatened each one of them with revenge and they would never Mm -hmm. know when it was coming I think does your daughter listen to this show no she does not okay that's good Uh, so I I think I got her you're gonna have her thinking that she's gonna watch Frozen and it's gonna be Howard the Duck isn't it (laughs) oh my little pony equestria girl there you go you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Actually, when she woke me up one morning and said, Daddy, I like Harry Potter more than I like Star Wars. I still like Star Wars, but Harry Potter more. Um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Quack, 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 quack. Howard the Duck. <laughs> You need to you need to like sub it out for like a Captain America movie or something. Yes. Yeah. No, I think if I put Goblet of Fire, quote unquote, put Goblet of Fire on her iPad, and I tell her I put Goblet of Fire on your iPad because I know it's one of your favorites, it will eventually get watched. And you'll hear no. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that's just wow. I just want to make sure I'm at work when it happens. Wow. But yeah, Gloria Katz, a hero in my books mm-hmm. for making such a great movie with a great script. <laughs> I think we need to move on to the next story because yeah, otherwise he's do. just going to yes. break down and get emotional. And oh he's going to say God. something something like really left field like it was the greatest movie ever made. And yeah, no. Best, I mean, best yeah. movie of the 80s. SSO by Walmart. Uh, you know, the thing is the photographic proof you know there there, there's a movie that was also the the adaptation was done by marvel personally i think was the greatest movie of the 80s i'm talking about the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension it it was produced by marvel doesn't hold up to comics anyway doesn't hold up to howard the duck i don't know man i don't know it it, we we may need to just rename the show quack man on no Oh my gosh, dude! We please let us let us move. Let us move on. That, that's my that's yeah. My, I, that's my new. I, I think that's my shield code name. Black man. Save us, okay. Kylan. Save us. <laughs> Well, we, 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 uh, keeping it Marvel, of course, uh, it seems like we have some news, uh, from, uh, regarding, uh, the first adventure, Captain America. Uh, I'll just put it out there. Uh, uh, this is a story that was, uh, from comicbook.com. Avengers 4 director says Chris Evans isn't done with Captain America. Okay. So now we remember that, uh, back in the fall or was it late summer that Chris Evans, 
Jones uh, tweeted uh, about... Um, well, actually, I, I will read the tweet. Officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day, to say the least. Playing this role for over the last eight years has been an honor. To everyone in front of the cameras, behind the camera, and in the audience, thank you for the memories. Eternally great. Okay. And, that you know, is a sign-off if I've ever heard one. And that's true. But now then this is from uh, Joe Russo. He said, uh, I think it was more emotional for him than it was for us because he's not done yet. I won't explain what that means, but fans will soon understand what I'm talking about. Reshoots. <laughs> you think it's? I, I think it's more than reshoots, though. I, I'm being facetious here. Although reshoots, that's fair. That that's fair, though. <laughs> but um, so yeah, said uh, and uh, and actually, this is a quote from Chris Evans himself. He said, uh, and this was at uh, Ace ACE uh, Ace Comic Con. He said, um, I should clarify that I know I did tweet. Some Something that made a lot of people think that it was in some way a spoiler. Uh, I should clarify that regardless of how Avengers 4 ends, I would have tweeted the exact same thing. That last day of filming was a very emotional day, and it was the culmination of almost 10 years of filming in 22 movies. This unbelievable tapestry. So I still yeah. think he's done. I think he's just trying to walk that back a little I hope he's not, but I, I just get that feeling. I, you know, I wonder. Well, no, because he can't be in. He, he can't be in Captain uh, in Captain Marvel. Because unless you just want to pan to like a, an an ice flow where he's just chilling. <laughs> that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> oh my god! Meanwhile, back in the Arctic, the capsicle is still hanging out. Oh my gosh, dude! Do 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 do. Sorry. Cap, cap, baby. Uh huh. Oh man, so so so, Eric. What you're saying is there were reports of an ice cap up north. Oh my god. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, at the polar ice cap. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, okay. So, yes, I actually do believe that he is done, barring some kind of some kind of contract extension or just wants to come back to the role Uh, because what he you know what he said he did not say hey I'm not done no he just said no matter how this would have ended I'd have said the same thing that's not a denial no you know the thing is I'd be honest with you like you got the feeling that as as a person Steve Rogers was kind of over it like okay Steve okay since since being uh, since being um, uh, no, uh, no, coming out of suspended animation, he joined the Avengers, saved the world how many times? Uh, he saw a shield, uh, no, unravel, be, uh, unravel. Um, and you know, and at, at and in the meantime, uh, he he managed to get his best friend back, you know, and uh, along with making a new friend in Falcon. Yeah, he really hasn't had a lot of time to kind of take it all in. True, I, I could almost see him 
leave it. Technically, he doesn't even have the shield now anyway. I, right. I can almost see the way he was in the 70s. Like, you know what? I think I'm just going to tour the country, work some odd jobs, see what's going on. I, you know, if you need me, you can call me. I think that's what we'll get. I, I, I Cap doesn't need to die. I, I could be wrong, but I really just, I don't want to see him die. Just needs to ride off into the sunset. Exactly. Yeah. And I can see but, Steve Rogers doing that. Yeah. It, it, I think it's at least a good long hiatus. It's I'll an opportunity. It, it's an opportunity for the MCU to focus on other characters now. Yes. Yes. But, you know, I hate to see him go as well. Yeah. And in my heart of hearts, I hope he doesn't go, but it, it just it just makes too much sense. It does. It really does. But I tell you one thing that I'm um, that I am looking forward to is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I mean, this is something the critics are loving this. They uh, see. I think it was the uh, the New York Film Critics Circle. Yeah, New York Film Critics Circle. They have named it the best animated film of 2018. Wow, it's not even out now, yet. Um, <laughs> not sure. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm not. The article that I'm reading does not show one. I think it. Uh, it is in December. It is December 14th. There yep. you go. So he's so, already wanting to see it. <laughs> So uh, this is this is what they put this as the best animated film of 2018. This is what it beat out. Ralph Breaks the Internet, The Incredibles 2, and Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Uh, who cares about Isle of Dogs? I mean, I, cool. I know, but still. It looks cool, but... If you if you're breaking if you're beating out a Disney movie and a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. I mean that says something right there. Yeah, it does. Uh, now it is slated, it is projected to do about 30, 40 million opening weekend. I think that's that's not bad. That's respectable. Yeah. Um, but I, was, I, I like I, I just love the concept here. And this is, of course, straight out of the comics, pretty much where you have all these different iterations of Spider-Man. And uh, it's also, you know, we know that we've got uh, Nicolas Cage doing Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what if I told you that Captain Kirk is going to be in this as well? What? You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Please. Pine. Oh. Not not Shatner. No, not Shatner. But Spock. I can <laughs> do it. It would be funny great. if Shatner was too. But Chris Pine is actually uh, going to be in there according to uh, comicbook.com. And it's a character. It's a minor role, but has major impact. He is actually going to be voicing the Peter Parker from Miles Morales' universe. So not the Parker that we see that's coming in. Right. Getting him started. Right. Not the not the mentor Peter Parker. Interesting. Not the world-weary Peter Parker that is basically the Obi-Wan to Miles Morales' Luke Skywalker. So yeah, he is the uh he is the one where P- he's he's the one that inspired Ma- Miles to take on the mantle of Spider-Man. Cool. I like it. And while we're at it, while we're at it, 
there is a sequel in the works that focuses more on Miles solo. Oh, don't tell Zoe that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her tomorrow. But what you can tell her is that uh, Sony Pictures is working on an animated Spider-Women film that will focus on three generations of women with Spidey powers. Uh, this also comes from Deadline Hollywood. Uh, Beck Smith will write the script, and one of these characters could very well be Spider-Gwen from Into the Spider-Verse. Which I think is funny. When the first trailer first came out, she was called Spider-Woman. Yeah. Even though all the merchandise says Spider-Gwen with this, now she's being listed in the trailers as Spider-Gwen. I think... <sighs> I think that may be tying into this upcoming Spider Women story. Could be, but because in, but in Marvel Rising, she's being named as Gwen Stacy Ghost Spider, which is what yeah, the well, new comic book is, which oh, has which has Zoe Furious Ghost Spider. Why? Why do I have to call her that? Why can't they just keep her as Spider Gwen? Well, you know, there. I hope that they write in the old original Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. I yeah, this is what I'm hoping with you're saying that there's going to be a, a, a spinoff film. Let's bring in Spider-Woman. Mm -hmm. And there was another Spider-Woman. I can't remember her name, but she had different set of powers. Like, a, the, her powers were more psychic-based. But you, Yeah. But you know, this wouldn't be the first time Spider-Woman has been on, on screen. Right. There was a Spider-Woman series that was back in the, the 80s on NBC. Look! Up on the building! It's Spider-Woman! That's part of the theme song right there. I, you made him tear up. I did. Yeah, I kind of, I was kind of crushing kind of hard on Jessica Drew. And she had her own cartoon series too, remember? Yep. Yeah, that, and that wasn't that about the same time that I there was like I that, have hers. that, there was that run of uh, Spider, like that run of Marvel shows. Like there was the Fantastic Four one, but it didn't have Human Torch. It had Herbie. No, had that was Hulk. back from like the 60s. I think it was about the same time as the Hulk and maybe Spider-Man his amazing friends. No, Fantastic Four in the 70s. Oh, no, Herbie no, you're right. You're right. Because, yeah, right. Because yes. it was, and the reason why it was Herbie is there were rights issue with uh, the Human Torch. Human Torch. Yeah. And then they also and, had, but he remember had a, Thing but he, had a show? But didn't Human Torch have his own show too? Uh, I didn't see the Human Torch. I do I remember, remember Thing. Being a Human Torch. I do remember Yeah, Thing. thing. Yeah, and then it kind of <laughs> changed it. They gave him a ring. Thing, ring, I, it, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and he was a young kid, Benji yeah, Grimm. Yeah, it's kind of like, dude, you just you ruined the thing. I, I'm like, I'm like, and, and it was weird because you would watch Fantastic Four, and they kind of gave the origin, like at the in the opening, and you're like, okay, so he got hit with cosmic rays and became the thing. But no, he's always been the thing. He had a ring. No, right. why? Why are you trying to sell that kid? You think we don't pay attention? I read Marvel. It was teaching me to be observant. Well, okay. In 1966, <laughs> since we're going to do a history of cartoons and animation. Okay. The Marvel Superheroes, 1966. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four, from 67 to 68. Spider-Man, yep. from 67 to 70. The right. new Fantastic Four in 1978. This is the one okay, that Okay, remember? The, yeah, Herbie. Herbie. Fred and Barney meet the thing in 1979. Yes. I vaguely remember that. Yes. Spider yes. Spider Woman 79 to 80, which is what I played the theme song from. Mm -hmm. That was on ABC, believe it or not. That was ABC? That was ABC. Marvel wow, Super okay. 
Marvel superheroes, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man in the 60s, ABC. New Fantastic Four and Fred and Barney, uh, NBC. Spider-Woman, ABC. Spider-Man, 81-82 with syndication. Spidey and his amazing friends in The Incredible Hulk, 81-83 and 82-83 on NBC. Mm-hmm. X-Men, 92-97. So we go from 83-92, to 92, almost 10, well, 82-92, to 92, 10 years before we get another series. Um, X-Men on Fox Kids, Fantastic Four and Iron Man, both in syndication. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man for Fox Kids, 94-98. The Incredible Hulk, 96-97. UPN, Silver Surfer, 98. I missed that one. Oh, I remember it. I, that, that was about the same time that they also had that new Iron Man series, and it had Force Works in there, which was sort of like, I felt yeah, like yeah. it was sort of like an attempt at uh, West Coast Avengers, but it was like it was a group that Tony headed up. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited 99-2001 on Fox. Yep. The Avengers United They Stand 99-2000. That was the funky one. Yeah. I enjoyed it, it but showed- it, it, was, it was it was weird look-wise. Uh, it was. It was weird. X-Men Evolution 2000-2003. Spider-Man yeah. the New Animated Series 2003. That's the one with Neil Patrick Harris, right? Yeah. MTV. Is that the one, is that the one where you had the teenage versions of Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and White Tiger. No, uh, that was um, that, that well, was Ultimate the, the Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, Ultimate we, Spider-Man. We, my bad. It was the MTV one that was Neil Patrick Harris, right? Right, that was right. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four: World's Greatest Heroes, 2006, 2007, Cartoon Network, The Spectacular Spider-Man, 2008, 2009, CW for Kids, uh, for season one, Disney XD for season two, Wolverine and the X-Men, 2009, uh, Iron Man. Armored Adventures 2009-2012 on Nicktoons Superhero Squad Okay, I gotta admit, that one was kind of a cool show. It that was. was on Cartoon it, Network. It was for what it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Disney XD, 2010, 2013. Uh, on BET in 2010, Marvel Knights, Black Panther. Yeah, you know what? That was on... Um... It was on BET. It was on T. It, it was on Netflix for a little while too. Okay. Now yeah. these were 2010 through through 2000. Well, 2011, 2012 in the U.S. on G4 Network. The Marvel anime line: Iron Man, Wolverine, yep. X Men, and mm-hmm. Blade. Iron Man and Wolverine. I watched Blade. I came into later. I never saw the X Men one. Uh, I, I I really liked the Blade one. I liked the Wolverine one. The X Men one. It was really emotional heavy I kind of dropped out um, Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash and Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney XD 2012-2017 for Spider-Man 2013-2015 for Hulk and then one that I've brought up on this show you might remember the, me talking about this uh, I remember we talked about the story with Rocket Raccoon appearing on it um, mm-hmm. way back when Marvel Disc Wars The Avengers yeah. Yes. 2014-2015 TX Network in Japan, Disney XD Southeast Asia. Remember me talking about this one, Eric? Yeah. And I have yeah, all I 50, remember. I have all 51 episodes. Uh and then of course they talk about, you know, the ongoing shows now. Uh, and then from the imprints, Ultra Force and Men in Black, Pilots, Solar Man and X-Men, Pride of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then what you were talking about, Kylan's direct-to-video Spider-Woman, Agent of Sword. It's the second oh. 
is the second one. Okay. Um, but also looking at this list, unproduced series for TV, live action, Scroll Kill Crew, Alter hmm. Ego, hmm. and Moon Knight. <laughs> Network Unknown. Empire of the Dead, planned on George Romero's comic series on AMC. Damage Control and Hellfire. Well, how many times have we taught Damage Control on here? Yeah. Yes. I want to see Damage Control now on Disney+. Plus. You know what? I, I get the feeling that some of these unproduced series, like your Moon Knight, like your Damage Control, that's that's where you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm going to go through this quickly because we got to get to our picks of the week. Um, final story I got, because we teased it in the beginning. Avengers Infinity War directors revealed the real reason Netflix Marvel characters were not included. Money. I mean, <laughs> um, the whole is connected to Tagline has uh, this is from comicbook.com. I'm I'm jumping around in this article. Uh, the whole is connected tagline has surfaced in small ways in the Netflix lineup of shows, just like it did on Agents of Shield, uh, with references to the invasion of New York and the Avengers, but not um, but not appear in the actual movie. So Collider Q and A or Collider Q and A Collider. I was about to say <laughs> Collider. No, that's the the bowl with the holes in it that you use to strain stuff with. Well, I'm, I'm straining this article, so. Okay. Uh, Collider Q&A, after screening the movie, um, the Russo brothers revealed there were plans to bring the characters into Infinity War, but they fell through. The real reason they weren't in the movie came down to making sure the story didn't become too conv- convoluted, according to Peter Scaretta who was at the panel. Uh, they talked about involving the Netflix Marvel characters in Infinity War, but they said it was too complicated to correlate story between not only the other Marvel films in production, but also the TV productions, which we kind of talked about before. I remember this being dis- us discussing this before, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. this was supposedly part of the reason why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters were not there as well. Yeah. Could you tell me it would not have been cool to see Quake get involved? Oh, you know it. Man, she was shook the earth <laughs> um, well, that, that it would have been awesome to see her in the battle for wakanda yes oh my gosh um at the time infinity war was being produced iron fist season two daredevil season three and jessica jones season three were at various stages of development uh so coordinating where what goes where with each character across the movie and three shows would definitely allow things to become well let's just say nuts yeah Um, i mean it would and let's be honest infinity war was chopped pretty full already yeah it was yeah i I, and the fear of it getting too convoluted i think that's a valid one yeah yeah very much so so that's why we don't have netflix or even abc characters in the the show in, in the film but you know avengers 4 they have a smaller cast to work with that's true Secret invasion. <laughs> so, well, coming up December 5th, it's a Wednesday. It's new comic book day. Yes, it is. So, how did it get to be December already, guys? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we just had spring break. I, I know the year is almost at an end when we hit Zoe's party birthday in November. And then a few days later, we hit Thanksgiving, which next year we hit her, her birthday. And then a week and a half later, it's Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, since I've got the MU pick, I'm going to start us off this week uh my first book is the spider 
Armageddon Handbook. Well, okay. Uh, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe returns with an all-new collection of Spider-Man profiles just in time for Spider-Geddon. Among the profiles are the heroic Spider-Ling, Andy Parker, Spider-Girl, Ashley Barton, the vile inheritors, Spider-Punk, Spider-Man's sister, Teresa Parker, the master weaver, and more. Also featuring updates for Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and two Scarlet Spiders. Plus a guide to the Spider-Men across the multiverse. This is a book I am seriously looking at getting. I need to get the official handbook of the Marvel Universe as well. Uh, I believe that was co-written by Lorraine Sink, right? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. But this, I definitely want to get. As I don't know why. Yes, I'm a huge cat fan, but I'm slowly becoming back into Spider-Man again. And my love—it's going to sound weird. My love for Spider-Man goes back to the days of a little old show that Morgan Freeman was once on. Oh, dude, yeah. the Electric dude, Company. You and me both. You and me both. Where he spoke in word balloons. Yes. Okay. We're all old enough. We're, I'm about to age us all mm-hmm. on this show. All right. Y'all remember their first, second, third, fourth elementary school age, the Scholastic Book Club forms? Yes. Dude. And you remember uh, how I, you could get the year subscription to the electric company Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. My very first comic book subscription oh, dude. was the electric company Spider-Man. I, there you go. I, I am now feeling nostalgic of, can I actually find a collection of those comics and how many were actually made? Yes. Yeah. eBay. <sighs> Don't tip. Yeah. I will say that 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 show had a, a lasting influence on my life because I wanted to be like Easy Reader because he was cool and he always had a book. I copied Easy Reader and I I became a, a voracious. Did you have the hat? Tell me you had the hat. I think I might have. If, if you if you have if you have the hat or are willing to get it back, we'll make that your your shield code name. Easy Reader. Easy Reader. It's easy. Weeder, Quack Man, and the freaking genius. Hold on, let me look here. Let me see what that hat looks like because I'm about to say, I'm about to say, uh, challenge accepted. Hold on one second. Because Eric's the freaking genius. Yes, he is. Or just the freak. I don't know. So, so yeah, that's my first pick. Eric, why don't you go next while Kylan's looking things up now? <laughs> while he's looking up that hat. Well, my first pick of the week is a number one. It is Star Wars Age of the Republic, Qui Gon. Jin number one. Jedi Order or Chaos? Considered one of the greatest Jedi Knights or the one who led them to their doom, Maverick Qui-Gon Jinn is one of Star Wars' most controversial heroes. The Jedi Master is known to bend the rules and it's gotten him into plenty of trouble with the Council. Now, in the face of a mission that goes awry, he's forced to confront his conflicting beliefs. What will Qui-Gon uncover about his loyalty to the Jedi versus his loyalty to the Force guest starring Master Yoda. Oh my god, I just I searched eBay. Kylan, yeah, I think you better hit your pick while he's like breaking down because I think he's found it. Okay, well, uh, my first pick is Killmonger number one, brought to us by Brian for Brian Edward Hill and Fawn and Juan Ferreira. Pretty sure I didn't get that right, but a brutal tale of a man who will stop at nothing for freedom. One day, Eric Killmonger will rise up and attempt to steal the throne of Wakanda, the throne he believes he is owed. But long before he became Killmonger, there was a boy known as 
Najataka, a boy who was stolen from his home and taught only the world's cruelties. A boy who knew the Black Panther only as a fairy tale, a whisper from strangers. This is the story of a man who driven by who is driven by revenge. This is the legend of Killmonger. Okay. First, okay, the one issue I distinctly remember having was Spider Super Stories number 42 is the Kingpin Strikes. This cover sticks out to me like a sore thumb because I remember having it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of the first issues I got. And that was issue 42. So we know at least 42 issues were made. At least 42 issues. At least. <sighs> More research. My second pick is um, <laughs> West Coast Avengers number five. Kelly Thompson, Danielle the Nicolo, and Stephanie Caselli. The City of Evil Begins. Turns out, not not everyone is happy the good guys have gotten the band back together again in the form of an all-new West Coast Avengers. Some villains were actually pretty pleased about the status quo, and they got creative ideas on an unwelcoming party to rectify the situation. Double Hawkeyes, America Chavez, Quentin Query, Gwynpool, and Fuse find themselves caught in a not-so-amusing amusement park. Mm, not very Are fun. we seeing Arcade? Are we seeing Arcade again? I, I don't no. Where if you say if you tell me a non-amusing amusement park, that's arcade. That's that's that sounds arcade. It really does. Uh where where the other attendees are? Well, most villains looking to take them out. Uh super fun. So uh but yeah, artist Danielle D. Nicolo uh from Power Rangers Shattered Grid joins the West Coast crew for a thrilling double shipped arc. Okay. So that's my second book of the week. Well, my second book of the week is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 38 by Brandon Montclair, Gustavo Duarte, and Nastasia Bustos. All new story arc, Bad Dream, starts here. Eight hours of sleep usually means a full night's rest, but for Lunella and Devil, it's a fight to stay out of the dream dimension, a place at the edge of our subconsciousness where all manner of monsters <laughs> dwell. Plus, meet the dream dimension's newest resident. Okay. Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Hunt for Wolverine trade paperback Mystery in Madripoor. Uh, brought to us by Charles Soule, David Marquez, Greg Land, and Jim Zub. Where's Wolverine? Who better to answer that question than some of his closest friends? Kitty Pride, Storm, Rogue, Jubilee, Psylocke, and Domino. Isn't it interesting they're all female? Uh... Following a sighting of Logan's former alter ego, Patch, they head to the streets of Madripoor, the infamous island of ill repute. What they find is a twisted cabal of crime. Can even this powerful crew survive when the whole city is hunting them? Plus, what is Magneto's connection to Logan's disappearance? And what is the Soterra project? Madripoor's secrets are worth killing for. And if Kitty fails to uncover them, another X-Man may die. Past and present clash in a final Final battle on the island of secrets and sin. Uh, this collects uh, hunt, for, hunt for Wolverine number one and Hunt for Wolverine Mystery Magipore number one through four. Okay. 
I enjoyed some of the Wolverine stories from Madripoor. Yeah. Yes. Back in his own title back in the late 80s. Yeah. I love the Madripoor stories. Yeah. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars number 58. Uh, the Escape Part 3. Is there romance in the air for Luke and Tula? Is there romance in the air for Han and Leia? Is there romance in the air between a bunch of stranded rebels and enormous ravenous monsters? No. This last one is no, but... <laughs> Love is in the air. Yeah, that's my final pick of the week. Okay, my final pick of the week. I couldn't resist doing this. This is this is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek one, but Deadpool 7 by Scotty Young, Scott Hepburn, and Nick Klein. Get naughty. Deadpool gets his most difficult mission yet, take out Santa Claus. Oh, oh my God. Jolly, <laughs> I'm not making this. I am reading this directly. Jolly old Saint Nick ain't so jolly no more. He's downright deadly. It's the best Christmas story since Die Hard. You heard us. Okay. Big talk. <laughs> so, Kylan, your final pick. My final pick is Hunt for Wolverine, Weapon Lost. Uh, and this is brought to us by Charles Soule, David Marquez, Greg Land, and... Where's Wolverine? That's what Daredevil wants to know. Logan may be the best there is at what he does, but so is the man without fear. And as one of the biggest mysteries in the Marvel Universe unfolds, DD assembles a squad of uncanny detectives to track down Logan. Misty Knight, the inhuman Frank McGee, and a mutant known as Cypher. Investigating recent sightings across the globe of the X-Men they thought dead, the, uh, the squad uncovers a deep conspiracy with huge ramifications for Wolverine's return. But what happens when they follow the clues all the way to a very familiar and very bloody set of claws? A weapon loss is about to be found, and the man without fear's nickname will be put to the test. This collecting Hunt for Wolverine number one and Hunt for Wolverine weapon loss numbers one through four. Okay. Uh, just a note, and before I go into uh, MU pick, Highland Sea of Spidey Super Stories is on Marvel Unlimited. First issue was October 1974. Final issue was issue 57, March of 1982. I love how you've been pursuing this even during the show. It's my it's my OCD or ADD, one or the other. I think it's CDO. It's like OCD, but the letters are in alphabetical order, as they should be. <laughs> Let's see. Spidey. So, uh, my... Oh my God, I had it. Where did I put it? Your final pick of the week. Final? No, I did my final pick. Oh, your... My MU pick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Your MU pick. Yes. And I'm dedicating this to... Um, as people know, I work at Epcot. I work with the Chinese acrobats. Uh, this time of year, we had the lion dancers who perform as well. And I was Does they do Circle of Life? No. It's the Chinese okay. lion dancers. And I was talking I... to one of them, and she told me she's a huge BK Bond fan and loves the Runaways and is oh. getting into the Runaways series. So dedicated to Mimi, the, the lion dancer, went with Runaways number eight. Of course, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Cover artist is Joe Chen. Editor-in-chief is Joe Quesada. Uh, the book editor on this was C.B. Sabolsky. Wow. 
Um, Anchor, Craig Jung, Penciler, Adrian Alfona, Colorist, Christina Strain. Again, Runaways number eight. Uh, the synopsis, Alex, Wild, Alex Wilder welcomes Topher into their team, although Chase Stein does not trust the newcomer. Um, Niku Minoru casts a smoke spell using the staff of one to ward off the police while the Runaways explain their team's origins to Topher. Um, <coughs> the Runaways go to their hideout in Bronson Cannon. Old Lace attacks Topher and, Mo- and Molly Hayes separates the two. Topher meets Molly and arsenic. Nico volunteers to give the newcomer a tour of the hostel, um, etc., etc. So, like I said, in Mimi's honor, written by Brian K. Vaughn, Runaways, Volume 1, Number 8. This came out January of 2004. There we go. And on that final note, those of you who have Duffy bears, or maybe even Shelly Mae bears, y'all know Build-A-Bear, uh... Their costumes fit the Disney Bears. Now you can get Miles Morales, uh, Spider Man, Spider Gwen costumes for your Duffy for your Disney Bears at Build a Bear Workshop. Costumes run about sixteen bucks each, or for ten dollars you can get a pre-stuffed spider ham. <laughs> stuffed so, ham. A stuffed ham, and it, and I don't think that one's kosher either. Well, um, there you go. So that's sure my that's my final thought. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? No, no. Other than my son has a Disney bear before he was uh, named Duffy. So he's got Melissa's old. She has a gray one that's like laying down. No, we just so, got. He's just got the bear. Just a bear. That's great. And the story is almost the same as the Duffy bear. Yeah. It's funny how that works out, isn't it? Yep. So um, since that's it, Jarvis, if you would. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? I forgot to mention the, the name of that story from the runaways is yeah. Teenage Wasteland. Oh. Uh-huh. Who? They said Teenage Wasteland. Is there any CSIs around? That was for what? You'll never hear me say either way. That was from which one? Uh, CSI New York that used Teenage Wasteland? The original CSI. Oh, no, no, no. It is CSI New York. Yeah, because the first one was Who Are You? Yeah. Yeah. Miami was won't get fooled again. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Who? <laughs> it took you a while, but you got it. I was like, oh. Okay. I've been authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave right. or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet.